Folks, hello and welcome back to another episode of our Crash Course podcast where we dive deep into one specific golf course. We have the whole crew here. This is un- nearly unprecedented. I think unprecedented for the Crash Course podcast. To my left, uh, Big Creamy Randy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Excited to talk about Jacksonville Beach Golf Course? I am very, very excited. Across the table from me, the biggest fan of the 10th hole at Jack's Beach I've ever met, uh, Mr. Tron Carter, Todd Schuster, Tron Carter, you know, to the to the people. We're going deep. Deep, way down, deep. Icarito, across from him. Neil, how are we? I'm flummoxed because I always thought TC hated the 10th hole. Well, I was being ironic. Thank you for picking that up. And to my right, Mr. Chris Solly Solomon, how are you? First crash course pod for me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Well, let me start with you then. Uh, When you think about Jacksonville Beach Municipal Golf Course, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I think of the convenience of it. I mean, it's so freaking close to, to us, and it's always there and available and it's like it it kind of has driven home to me the idea of a public park being basically a golf course you know what i mean just like a community aspect of the golf course and uh just how the transformation too i mean i'd only been there once before they redid it and i just hated it so much the first time i went that i was like dude even if they redo it like it's not gonna be good like it's not gonna be fun place to go and it's been the complete opposite i mean it's like a the efforts that have been made there, it's like the blueprint for how you turn a something pretty shitty around into something that the whole entire community can enjoy. So that renovation, uh, you're speaking, of course, about the renovation in late 2018. Uh, I believe Tron and I probably played it more than, than anyone else before the renovation. I take exception to the to the shitty. Well, p- go ahead, please. Uh, was, there were There were bones there. There were bones. I would agree with you, and and conditioning would left a lot to be desired. Yeah, there, there were a few bunkers in the middle of greens. Listen, for sure, <laughs> kind of yeah. you know, somewhat similar to Riviera. Um, <laughs> a lot of great courses. Yeah. Uh, so the the bones, I agree, were there. What was not there was the bones of things like irrigation. Uh, so for, and grass, and for large swaths of uh, of the calendar year, there were little to no grass on a lot of the greens. It was mostly top dress. Uh, where I believe Tron and I played out there a couple times where. You know, you've you've got like a putt, you know, of ten footer up the hill, and you're kind of like slogging it through this like green sand, like painted top dress, basically. And then you've got one that's a ten footer down the hill, and it's basically like putting down a concrete driveway because it's all just packed sand. And uh, so, listen, those were variables that that you guys, your your generation, will never have to deal with. <laughs> it was part of the charm, and I've it also part heard of the charm. Uh, accounts of a lot of force carries. There were a number of force carries. So let's before we before we get into all this, let, let's get just a tiny shred of history uh, about the golf course. First of all, it was a public dump of the city of Jacksonville Beach. Here, I believe it was designed uh, by quote unquote Sam Snead. I think it was one of those ones where he was probably in his office in Greensboro. I was like, yeah, that looks good, man. Let, let me know when the opening day is. I'll come down and have a cocktail and uh, take some pictures. So uh, it was originally a private nine hole golf course. Eventually, Wait, it was private. Yeah. How about that? I never knew that. Uh, private nine-hole course. Um, this is according to the website. Anyways, I didn't actually know that either. Randy, I, we'll get more thoughts from you on that in a second. Uh, eventually evolved into an 18-hole golf course owned by the city of Jacksonville Beach. As I mentioned, it was formerly the dump. Uh, I don't think you get you know, much residue. It doesn't really feel like a city dump out there. 
Uh, you, you are right next to the water treatment plant. I was going to say, number two, so, so that can get a little stinky. A little, uh, the easterly wind will bring some dump fives. It gets a little smoky. For sure. For sure. Uh, but I would say the golf course really bottomed out in that 2016, 2017 range. Um, it was a place that when I first moved to Jacksonville, there's a lot of public golf in Jacksonville, a ton of it. None of it's really all that exciting or interesting or good. Um, I think it's a lot of like planned communities. Except Hyde Park. Except Hyde Park. We'll save that. For, everybody hold your opinions. We'll save that for another another podcast. You guys. Uh, let's strike that from the record. That's not fair. We're not doing that on this one. Uh, but it it was the kind of place where you could go out in the dead balls heat of summer and pay like $11 to go walk as many holes as you could. You could wear – TC and I went out there in, I think, football jerseys before. You can go out there in basketball shorts. It was – Truly a sweepstakes, and a lot of that was because the golf course condition was mucho not good. When they closed it, I distinctly remember thinking, like, I just stopped playing golf yes, for, like, eight totally. months. Yeah, exactly. And it, it really shined a light on, like, how little uh, other, pub, like, interesting public golf there is around here. You can go to places like – I used to live over by, like, Windsor Park. Uh, I know Hidden Hills is a place that some people go. There's a bunch kind of down near St. Augustine, St. John's and Cimarron and stuff like that. Which They've got apples. They got chilled apples. That's at the World Golf uh, Hall of Fame. World Golf Hall of Fame. And friends. Well, I was gonna, I moved down uh, right after they shut down Jack's Beach. And that first summer I was down here, I played less golf than I had played like in my entire life for that exact reason. Like I just, yeah, <laughs> like we just didn't play golf at all. So I, I remember. kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> Part of that could have been related to the fact that Randy grew up at a private club. Exactly. Hyde Park Golf Country Club in Cincinnati. And he had aged out of his parents' membership and, you know, and not, not sleep, could not. Don't you get to stay in no your parents' membership until you're 26? Is that how that works? You guys want to? I'll take you through Hyde Park. Do you want to talk about Hyde Park? <laughs> no, we can save that. Well, we're going to strike all Hyde Park There's references Hyde Park of, of any kind from this podcast. So when things started to change uh, was, I believe Tron and I were at the beach. I don't know what we were doing. We ran into somebody who was talking about how they're, oh, yeah, the, those changes they're making to Jack's Beach Golf Course. I was like, I have no idea. What are you talking about? Like, that's our, our home course. What do you mean they're, they're making changes? So we went on the Google machine, tried to find some more info. There was like a three-line story from like the Jacksonville Times Union or something that was like massive changes coming to Jacksonville Golf Course. Uh, and it didn't say anything. It just said, like, Arnold Palmer designer Harrison Minshew is about to do a full facelift, and, like, the golf course may be closed for, like, two years. I was like, oh, okay. Like, what the fuck? What else is, what else is going on? said it to me, and we both simultaneously asked, asked each other, who the fuck is Harrison Minshew? We did, yes. And so we uh, started doing some digging. We found a YouTube video of that that month's city council meeting where they were discussing what's going to happen to this golf course. It was one of the most twilight zone moments of my life, uh, just watching this meeting that had taken place like two weeks prior and watching these city councilmen debate this big expenditure. They have Harrison Minshew, who was a, an architect for Arnold Palmer design back in the day, worked on places like Tralee and, uh, others, Marshland, Marshland, others too. He's also our hitter, <laughs> Tartan fields in Columbus. He's also our hitter emeritus. He has since become our hitter emeritus. That's Would you exactly consider right. that the start of Minshew mania? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. That certainly, set the table for for this past this past calendar year um so they're discussing harrison's talking about you know what they're changing looking to change on the golf course number one the irrigation was garbage so there was no grass on the greens and or many of the fairways uh that <laughs> gotta fix that 
Number two, there's way too many forced carries. Uh, most much of the play, as you can imagine, down here in Florida is is older people during the weekdays. Uh, they don't really need to be hitting these like 220 yard shots over all these forced ha- hazards. So we're looking to fill in some of those. And then the other one was reshaping the greens, just making making the greens more interesting. And so hearing that, kind of like, oh my gosh, this is that's exactly the three things I would love to see change. That's awesome. And props to the Jack's Beach City Council uh, after some very stupid pushback about how Harrison wanted to build a putting course there. And one of the people was like, well, we already have a mini golf course like over by Taco Lou. I don't really get what what the issue 36 is. 36 holes. 36 I, I hole would. complex. Uh, one of the guys was like, nah, you don't really need to fill in that that hazard. That's supposed to be a risk reward hole. So that's I'd, I'd say we leave that how it is. It was just these guys like putting on their architect hats was Where very there concerning. Was, there were a few like there, there was one hole. R5, you had to lay up to like 170 yards out yeah, or go for it. Or try to hit a 260-yard three-wood. It was impossible. It was not good. Um, so there were some – some. <laughs> I think we liked it almost kind of ironically. Like there were some bad holes that were kind of like, sick. This is – My favorite hole in the course he did change, which kind of tried to punch him in the face at first a little bit. And say, the, the number 16. Yeah, Har- you know, Harrison, this is one of the best par fives in the state of Florida. <laughs> And you're and you're trying to change this. Which, it was it was essentially number fifteen at Augusta. It, it was essentially, yeah. There was no grass on the green, and there was a a deep like where lawnmowers had scalped the green multiple times. There was a big hole uh, filled with sand as well. But other than that, the bones of the hole were very. The strange. shot so, values were exceptional. Anyways, ra- racing through the history here before we get to more about the golf course. Harrison comes in in late 2018, shuts it down reshapes everything he completely shuts the club down redoes it all uh sorry that was early 2018 and then they reopen in late 2018 uh and have been open for just over a year now and without getting in too deep into the financials they basically have lost money every year except one i think for the last like 30 years and in the two years year and a half since they've been open they're already six figures in the black without uh, raising without raising rates very much it's it's just folks municipal golf works people just Harrison want said they might be getting too many rounds they may be getting too many rounds uh, for legitimately yeah, like, hired bruce Moller or hired bruce Moller and, and trevor, trevor hughes, hughes over uh, from Ponte club exactly so the greens are running great the uh conditions are fantastic and money is flowing municipal golf works people want a cheap fun easy accessible place to play it's not rocket science build a range build a course that people like to play and they're going to play golf. So that's a, a very quick history of Jacksonville beach golf course. It costs 25 bucks to play weekdays walking. Um, afternoon, it costs 20 weekend, 48 bucks, uh, 41 in the afternoons. Exceptional so, value. It's, it's like, it feels, it just feels wrong. You can go in the evenings. I think even twilight, something is like 16 bucks. Like, yeah. 15. Yeah. Interesting. They don't have a resident. And non-resident rate. We've been we've been riding hard for that. That's being discussed. Uh, yeah, I would. I, they I'm just put the TC that. rule in place. Uh, walking anytime. Walking was outlawed prior to noon on weekends. So yeah, there were the, the one criticism I guess I would lobby is there. There was some. Uh, they, they seemed a little stuck between release patterns when they were coming back from uh, after the Reno. It seemed like it was very like, all right, we're going to clean up our act. Everybody needs to be wearing proper attire. There's, you know, there's going to be no walking. We're going to be making people take carts. Like, yo, those are all the issues that, like, you have a chance to scrub away here. Uh, just make this a relaxed, fun place for people to hang out. And, you know, 
go to the range or go play golf or just sit and have a beer, but like make it a fun place for people to go. And I, it seems like that's changed a lot over the last eight months. Yeah, guys, I, I know gotten a lot more relaxed. Doctors were pissed because like they would they would go over on their lunch breaks from the hospital to go hit golf balls at the range in their in, scrubs. In their scrubs, yeah. And they're like, no, you can't do that anymore. And they're like, really, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they have been loosening things up. I have, uh, well, two things. One is an exceptionally walkable course. I mean, summer heat aside, it's I, I prefer walking it, which is awesome. Uh, I have one critique to add to that, though, is they don't have enough benches out on the course. That's a great point. Which I know we may do something about it at some point, but um, a pre a, a prehumus. I, I would <laughs> like to, as Neil and I find in our strapped adventures, the like a good bench on each tee box is so appreciated. It's uh, it's. I'm also. But the issue is a lot of those get dedicated to people after they die. Well, that's my point. I, my yeah. goal in life is to have a bench dedicated to. That you can use. To me, that I can sit on. Yeah. Exactly. You know who has a bench like that? Who? Our friend Jim Hartzell at Sweden's. D- does he? Yeah. Where? Uh, behind the. I think his is. Beh- it's behind the third tee. Huh. He's like, Yo, Tron, come. Come back and sit on this bench with me, man. <laughs> uh, well, Randy, let me let me go back to you. So you you said you moved down and the golf course was closed. Uh, when it, course is closed, just course now. is closed just now. When it did reopen, what what were your initial initial thoughts? And and what's your history of of kind of playing municipal golf, like where you know in your town? I didn't know what to expect. I, I knew from talking to you guys, um, you guys held the course in in high esteem. I guess low, no expectations on the conditioning or the routing or anything, and um, you know, with with low expectations, it was they were easily met and exceeded. It's um, like I said, it's it's a great walk. It's a layout that holds my attention. We're gonna get into like favorite holes, and and we can break that down. But um, I think between the value, the accessibility, the proximity to where we are. It, it checks every box that needs to be checked as far as a municipal course goes. Yeah, so so my experience, um, like in, when I lived in Columbus, I would go out and play the Denison course, which was great. It was a hard walk, the back nine especially. It gets very hilly, and it was 45 minutes away. And so, you know, you're adding an extra hour and a half to, to your activity time. Um, so I think where where the Jack's Beach course really thrives is is, you know, like I said, in, in the proximity and in the easy walk. And as you said, it, it feels like a community hangout a little bit. Um, it feels, it truly feels like you're at the beach, which I think is its biggest asset. And it takes about yeah. three, three and a half hours to play on a, like three, three and a half on the top end, you know, rarely ever above four out there. Yeah, I think Saturday morning, Sunday mornings maybe get a little slower, but the, uh, yeah, if you're out there during a weekday or in the evening, like you can, you can fly around there pretty quick. Solly, let me go to you. What's, uh, first impression when it when it reopened and then kind of what's the what's the players you know the players perspective on on the golf course well like i said the the one time i saw the course before it shut down i was just very apprehensive about getting excited about it opening back up because i just didn't think that it was going to be as good as, i didn't think they could flip the conditioning of the course that significantly shout out to trevor hughes and putting the uh the and all the supers the past palum around the, uh, on the greens and around all the surrounds was like the like that was the biggest issue i thought was like the greens were just not even a real putting challenge so uh doing that and yet so finding like the balance of this golf course for what it is supposed to be right i mean the amount of people that are going to flow through this 
it is not going to be a you know scratch or better. The scratch or better players that are playing this course have to be in the point zero point five percent, right? So you are making this golf course. I don't know how many force carries they eliminated. Five, six, seven, something like that. Well, we can go through. I mean, they number probably, two, probably six or seven. The par seven, five seven. number two used to have a big like you'll see if you're out there. There's water on the left and the water on the right that used to be connected. Uh, number six used to be a par five where you'd have to hit over that gunch. Number eight used to be over. Eight was the hardest hole. Yeah. Eight, you basically, you know, you'll see where eight green is now. That green actually used to be back by the ninth tee, so you had to hit about, you know, for a lot of people, a 200-yard shot over over water there. Uh, 10's got water, 11's got water. Neither of those are carries, but 13, that one hasn't changed. So I think like a lot of the holes had, just had water. Like the eight, 16, six, they got really simplified and kind of just falling like, dude, what are we doing out here? Like, why does this have to be hard for everyone? Do I think like the design of those holes is better or good? No, I no. Like eight and 16, I don't think are good, interesting, really that interesting golf holes. But it was just like, let's not do this to people. And like, why would we do this? Um, and that is just like what makes it fun and what it, you know, what it is. Like, I, I think... It's very back to what I was saying about it just being like a community gathering spot is like how I critique and that that's the lens I view it through, right? Like it's it's such a comically good value. So when people like ask, hey, we're coming to Jack's, where should we play? It's like, well, hey man, like you can do your stadium course thing. That's like five hundred bucks. Or like the next thing I would recommend is like going to Jack's Beach and it's like twenty five bucks. And the the the, the experience is complete opposite into the spectrum as far as like where uh, the golf experience, but there's not a public value in this area. That's even remotely. We, I've not paid like a, a public round of golf since Jack's beach open in Jack's. I went to hidden Hills one time and I said, I'm not doing that again. And I, then it was like, wait until Jacksonville beach comes back open. And that's where we, where we play. I've lived in Jacksonville for I think like eight years now. And I struggle to name a hole outside of, like Jack's Beach or, you know, Sawgrass. Like I, I couldn't tell you like the fourth hole at Windsor Park. Like I played Windsor Park and lived on the golf course and I like have already forgotten all those golf holes. Like they're so uh it's just three hundred and eighty yard par four that bends to the right with houses on the right and water on the left. Then the next one's with houses on the left and water on the right and it bends this way. And like they're just all so similar. I feel like Jack's Beach is actually has like some variety and some difference and I just listen. It's great. I got to the point after it reopened where, like, I, my wife works over at Ponte Vedra and in Club. They have thirty six holes. I guess I could name some holes. The there. Greens that place is pretty cool. subsequently died after Trevor left for Jack's Beach, <laughs> and uh, but you know even like after Jack's Beach opened, there was no reason for me to even go over there for a while. It was just like I'd rather play at Jack's Beach. Um, now sticky ass Bobby Weed is is <laughs> renovating that place right now and looks looks really really cool Sweet. what he's doing. So uh, and I love the ocean course over there. It's a great course. But um, going back to your point, Sally, I think making it easier for high handicaps, harder for low handicaps. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with you know taking out some of the bunkers and just the paspalum greens and surrounds where if it's bouncy and you can't hold it like it it. But you can you can play it on the ground a lot of different places, and they had some challenges when they put the pass ballum down. Uh, it rained for like a week straight when they put the sod down, so there are some little ridges in certain spots that you know will take some sanding and aeration to get rid of over the next couple of years. Um, they kind of preclude you from 
from putting too much around the greens. You use a lot of hybrids. I was going to say, I think past Palom's just uh, shout out to Bobby Weed. It's also just a sticky, yeah. sticky ass grass anyway. So Randy, what's, I mean, what's, this is the insider's tip. Someone was asking me, someone was there for a college tournament recently. And like, so what's the place? It looks like everything's shaved down. You just put around all these greens, right? I'm like, no, you don't. Uh, so I came down from the Midwest and I spent the first, I don't know, handful of rounds trying to use my 60 degree wedge, my 56 degree wedge to, to chip the ball. Daft American. Yeah. And you know, it, just was not working. And so I have taken to hitting hybrid from everywhere uh, surrounding the greens. Um, you do get some funny high hops every now and again, but I love the hybrid even more than the putter because I feel like you need that initial uh, top spin. The ball's got to get going with that top spin. Um, and so That'd be my number one uh, recommendation playing the course is take a hybrid and don't be afraid to play those little, um, you know, it's like a putting stroke, but but definitely play that shot around the greens. Two Neil? more things, too. Oh, so just on that note, too, like the fact that there, there's all those little bumps and, and crannies around the greens, is it makes it that much more important to hit greens. Yeah. So it's... Which is especially challenging because it's always, always, always windy out there. Yeah. And the... The greens aren't, in my opinion, they're not big enough in a lot of places to hold, like to, for heavily windy days. Yeah, there's not a lot of space. Like there's just like you can't miss. You can't miss in some of these spots. And they are they are making some of the greens bigger as we go along. Like they're mowing because it's past Palum in certain spots, all the way out to forty yards out. So there's, there are certain spots where you can set you, you can see a, a a plateau getting bigger here or there, but. It like it makes you think, you know. There's some holes there that that um, maybe aren't the most strategic, or they're like there's there's some spots like number ten, for instance. Neil, you mentioned it. Like the the slopes next to it are disconnected from the actual green itself, so you you, you see it and you want to be able to use a slope, but you can't. But in a lot of spots, if you play the right angle or if you if you play down the right side of the hole, you're going to have an advantage. Neil. Uh... You're the only one of us who does not live here, but you've played the golf course a number of times now. I'm curious, uh, we missing anything? What's the, would something like this uh, be helpful to you in New York City, do you think? Something like this course? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a lot of stuff like this up there? Well, or no, but I would say, yes, yeah, as in a public golf course, uh, yes, it would be very helpful. <clears throat> it's a little easier when you're on an island, I think, and the, there's just not as many people. But I think I mean, anytime you can play golf in the winter, like so. Technically, you live on an island. I, I was going to say that too, but yeah. Uh, yeah, technically I do. It's a long island, though. Uh, that's wild, man. Um, I think back to the point of like, if you come down here, if you're living in the Northeast and you're coming to Florida, the Jacksonville area, for a vacation in the winter to get out of the cold. Basically, any playing golf already is a treat. So you might as well maximize it and play as many times as you can, you know, and like get more, more value out of your money. The thing I love about Jack's Beach is it because of what Sally said about the wind, I play, I can probably think of five or six holes out there that depending on the wind, I play it differently. Yeah. Like number two is a good example where if it's downwind, I can't hit driver. So I have to play that completely differently, um, which I love because I feel like it's also a course that, I don't think it's a hard course, but I've shot 89, 90 out there because it, it, 
if you don't hit good shots, like you're going to be in the water, right? Or you're going to be out of bounds. I think it's awesome. weirdly gotten a lot harder since it opened up. I totally agree. I think the yeah. it's it's when it opened up, it was just softish, and you could land it near holes. And I felt on whatever it was when those greens just opened up. I've never putted anywhere in the world like I did when that course opened up. I made everything. There's I mean, a distinct difference too if if we've gotten rain in the last 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. And then they cut them where because the past balance it'll expand a little bit and get a little bit bumpy. Yeah. Um, immediately after a rain or during a rain, but if it rains and then they cut them, they're, and they're still soft and and super receptive, like you can you can make 150 200 feet of putts. Well, out that's there. the thing. Like I've shot my 73 out there as well, right? So like my d- scoring dispersion is crazy, Same. and it's just like if I'm playing well, I'm gonna score well out there. And there's a lot of courses you go play where if you're playing well, like Randy mentioned this in the Pinehurst number two tour sauce. It's like, I, you know, I scraped it around. I shot 95. I hit it really good today. I'm going to shoot 94, right? Like it just doesn't matter, right? Whereas at Jack's Beach, I feel like it really does matter. If you're hitting the ball well, you're going to score well. And I, I, I like that a lot, so you know. I feel, exa- I feel the exact opposite. I feel like I shoot 75 no matter how I play at Jack's Beach every really? time. Yeah. I feel, That's I, how I'm I feel. totally with you. I've shot 74 to 92. I feel the same way as Neil. There's yeah. birdies that like I'm when I'm playing really well I make you know three four five birdies out there when I'm when I'm not I make one or two you know that's like the biggest difference. Uh, I was gonna ask you so rate it from uh, like hard medium easy as a driving golf course because I, I think when you think about it it's low key kind of a hard driving. Yes, course. it is. I would say it's an easy driving course. Well, I think there's a lot of places. Let me put it this wind way: wind dependent. Too. I think it's, it's really wind it's, it's uh, wind dependent, but it's also there, I think on every hole there is a place to miss the driver, for yeah. sure. Right, like you, you can like thirteen, you can you can just blow it way right, not way right as DJ knows. You'll hit it in the uh, pond <laughs> off of eighteen, um, but like there's an option, there's a bailout on every hole. Every so he didn't really know there was a three in my opinion. You hit in the pond on eighteen on well, thirteen. Well, three. If I hit driver on three, 16. I can miss. You can miss it way right into seven fa- uh, seven fairway, or you can miss it way down by the bunker and. Like you can really, you can kind of blow it over all the trouble on, on three. You so, can't miss left though, right? Right. I mean, it, you you can stay in play right of number three, but I've you don't want to be. It's a there. difficult par over there. Here's like, I think. Let me let me put it this way. Number one, I think is an easy driving hole. Yes. Number two is a hard not easy. It's, it's a very hard, hard driving hole. Number three is hard. Yes, I think. Four is a par three. Number five is hard. But, but you hard is sneaky hard. Bad I think spots. it's hard. Number seven is hard. A, in a, number eight, you can put yourself in bad spots. Like it's yes. And so that's that's a good point. It's like a lot when I'm driving the ball it, well, I'm scoring well like out there. The if I'm driving the ball well, I'm scoring well yes. out there, which maybe that's you can tell. Kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. So going back though, I think it needs to be mentioned too. There's not there's not really rough per se. There's they've they've turned a lot of the stuff under the trees, especially into sandy waste area. So you can hit a squirrely drive and you're still in play and you got a probably a thirty percent chance of hitting a good shot out of it, but also you're gonna you know, you're gonna really really struggle to make par from well, that spot. I've gotten uh, uh developed a shot the last 2 months playing out there cuz I've missed in, you know, right on 3 or right on 6 and I'm under the trees. It's like a hunt usually it's like 120 in and it's just like a like four iron that just stays on the ground for 120 yards. It you just rolls right up onto the green. A lot of those shots out there. And and it's now I'm like I'm pretty confident and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. I can miss there cuz I know I can probably get it up on the fringe and you know, give myself a chance to get, make a par." It's, it's also the kind of course that makes you it forces you to be disciplined in certain spots, uh, especially depending upon the wind. Like on 
um, you know, play play for position on certain holes, like a like number three um, or number seven, depending on the wind. Like you gotta you gotta take your medicine and hit to 130 yards out in certain spots, even if you can get it up near the green. Like sometimes the payoff isn't enough. The front nine is a lot. I always play better on the back nine. Like front nine's three shots easier. But the front yeah, nine's like three, three or four shots easier. It almost lulls you into yeah. thinking it's easy. And they, they've left, they've redesigned the course. But for me, I think they've picked some select holes. Like I think 17 is just an, like, it, just it's an awesome break, golf Break hole. it down. So it's a, it's a you know, uh, reachable par four, depending on the wind. A 280-ish from the Yeah, if the wind's behind you, you know, you could hit an iron probably up to 20 yards short of the green. Um you know, you can hit, but the water is so, it's just water all the way down the right. It's out of bounds left. And there's this really tricky bunker right in front of the green where you never get a good lie in it. The yeah, green's stay tricky. out of the bunkers. <laughs> a lot if of stay out of the bunkers. They've gotten a lot better. Yeah. They have gotten, gotten a better. lot better. But that hole is just, it should, you know, it, it really is just hit four iron to 80 yards. But no, you know, everybody stands on that tee and you're like, man, but what if, but what if I, what if I hit three wood, you know, like, and usually it's a double bogey. Waiting to happen. I'm Still make... kind of have an awkward pitch though. If you hit four iron, yeah. Um, the play, as as I found out, is blow it way over into eighteen fairway, depending <laughs> where the pin is, and you have. Oh, Yo, if the pin's on the left, you absolutely, absolutely. Mega <laughs> well, that's, over there. that's if you don't mind the embarrassing walk. Similar on number fairway. seven, where it's reachable. Oh, if you can take it over the trees on a you know, Justin Huber line. Yeah. But if you miss there and you miss up a fifteen fairway, or if you hit it seventy yards over the green, the green like is kind of uh, elevated from the from seven fairway so you can't see the landing area but if you're over in 15 fairway it's just it's squared up perfectly for you all right and let- uh, you can see the whole green hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's uh, let's move into favorite hole. We're gonna do front nine, back nine. Okay. Sally, favorite hole in the front, favorite hole in the back. Favorite hole. I mean, it, it's like scoring wise, number six. I just own that one, like a short little drivable four with really not much risk <laughs> reward to it. So I wouldn't call that my favorite hole. I always like playing one. I think it's a fun little hole, depending on the wind. There's a, a bunker that's kind of right where you would want to hit your drive down the right side because that, that right side gives you the best angle. On a downwind day, the hole's drivable. Um, usually if the wind is off the left, you can just blow it right and try to create an angle into the green. There's not a ton to it, but that's like one of the holes I look forward to playing the most. Probably is not the most punishing. Like A lot of the other holes on the front have like shit waiting for you. Number four is great, too. I was going to say number four. I just pissed all over the front. Yeah. Uh, seven's my favorite hole on the front because – for me, it presents a lot of different strategic options. I don't really let have. Me, let me pause you real quick sure. because this, if we go back to pre-renovation days, probably the worst hole in Florida. Yeah, would you say, Tron? Up there. I, I know maybe we haven't played all of them per se, but uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it basically so bad. it was a hole where you had to hit. It was a ninety-degree snap dogleg to the left. Where you basically had to hit it probably 180 yards off the tee. It was like a six iron, and then you had three wood into the green. <laughs> it was like just, it was like six iron, four iron. Or you could. There were two other options. You could hit a massive snap hook three wood around the corner if you over could. the shitter. Or yeah. Or, or you could do yeah. the Luke Guthrie line, which was 
over the shitter under the trees there was a little window where you if you hit driver you could you could blow it all the way uh through there and over all the trees but uh it they've softened that dog leg a lot it's still uh you know maybe the, the architecture snobs would probably say it's it's not a great hole but it's uh they they did move the t over to the right a little bit and the green over to the right to to open up the angle of that dog leg a little and, bit and, and going back to the architecture snobs a little bit too it's it's like this this would not have happened without harrison like Definitely. is it flawless yeah no but you know there's like he it's like 75 or 80 percent of the way there there's yeah. some and there's there's plenty of spots that they can touch up like on one solly like i it's not my favorite hole but i think on one if you if you extended that green around the left side of the bunker and made it kind of like a lion's mouth mm-hmm. bunker you you'd add like a ton of character like 60 and, more yeah. Like sixty percent more yeah. pin positions and strategy, and that's where I think a lot of one. Whenever I'm critiquing Jack's Beach, I've, you have to, have to, have to keep it in the perspective of like what it costs sixteen. Well, it got, like it's and it costs it costs the city a million and a half dollars yeah. to change it from a complete yeah. throwaway waste of real estate into a thriving. Yeah, but also know, like I'm just saying like it shouldn't keep us from wanting to make it the best it can be. I right? totally agree. I'm just saying like exactly what you're saying there. It's so close to so many of the slopes being really cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, yeah. there's no, there's not like a ton of strategy to like using a bumper, using a kicker, using this, or, you know, with this pin today, you could, you know, it's a little bowl there. That part is just what is what's like keeping it from being, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's sometimes hard to place like where we were like ranking golf courses and stuff. Like, it's not Sweeten's Cove as far as the contouring. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a, that's a huge, it's not as good as Winter Park as far as yes, the contouring. Yeah. It, that's a huge kind of, you know, level that you need to clear. Uh, I, I just think it's like, it's not gonna, you just don't get that experience out of it. It's close. It's really close. Yeah. Um, it just it doesn't quite play that way. Sorry, Randy, I cut you off. We were talking about number <laughs> seven. For, what was the, you were talking about why you like number seven. Oh, it just presents a lot of different options. So I don't really have the high driver over the trees immediately on the left. So, um, sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it's it's a hybrid. It's a it's a three wood. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when I'm feeling squirrely, I'll try to hit the high driver. Um, but then because there's trees and waste area, if you run it through the fairway on the dog leg. Depending again where the pin is, you're either hitting a little punch shot like Neil's developed. You're trying to hit like a big cut iron to the to a back right flag. Um, and and what so, what do you usually have in when you play out to that corner? Uh, anywhere from 165 at kind of at the most uh, to like 140, 145. So just for for context on on why length matters. Uh, a lot of times, depending on the wind, that's your only shot. Like, best I can do is leave it out there yeah. at 170 yards in to a pretty fucked up green. Neil, across the table, has literally driven it 70 yards over this green <laughs> before. Yeah. So it's 69 yards. Sorry, 69 During yards. During the college event they had recently, they, they added in-course OB. Which is interesting. On the inside of the yeah. dog leg, too. All right, Tron, favorite hole in the front? I love five. I think five is probably my favorite hole in the golf course. It's got this sand belty vibe to it. Dog leg right. Uh, OB and Hazard down the left, but you got to blow it way left to get in there. Um, really cool, kind of. I hesitate to say two tiered green, but there's a there's a Big plateau in front, in the and then there's a swale in the middle, and then there's uh, there's a swale all down the right. So if you if you hit a little little bleeder, it's probably going to catch that. If you go long left, you're absolutely boned. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, I've started taking three wood off that tee. I want a full shot in. I want more than 100, 100 110 yards. And then there's another tee. Like, the, the gold tee is back across this ravine. Um, and, you know, it adds another 50, 60 yards to the hole, and you can hit driver. And But it's, you know, you're playing for an angle and all that. Randy's point, like, seven, like, I still haven't figured out how to play that hole. I don't have the high draw uh, with the driver over the trees. Well, and neither do I. It's a high fade. <laughs> Actually plays really well into that. Um, but, but, you know, coming back, it's all, it's all wind, right? Like, if the wind's coming out of the, out of the east, it totally changes how the golf course plays versus any other wind, in my opinion. Uh, five is my favorite hole as well. And I find that I've probably hit more 80 to 90-yard wedges and missed the green at five. And it gives me fits, but I just think it's like so subtly difficult. And there's no bunkers on that hole, which I always think is cool. There's one. There's a bunker. One bunker up by the green. On the on back? The, on, on the, the right. right side. On the right, yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've never even been in it. It doesn't <laughs> even exist. But I, I find that uh, the green, I can't figure out. I miss read putts on that green probably more than any other green as well. So I just think it's a really uh, um, kind of creative, subtle hole that, that the more I play the course, that would not have been my first choice the first time I played the course, right? Like it would have been, I think yeah. number two is a more exciting hole or number eight seems more exciting with the water everywhere, but I think five has grown on me the most. And I think the only one we didn't mention was nine. Was the, the kind of well, ball busting that would be, three. if we were going to do the question of what would change, I think nine, well, the par threes in general, but nine specifically, I just think they could move the tees over closer to the water, just even make it look a little cooler. Like it just feels like a, it's kind of a throwaway. A, a throwaway it's hole. Connector back to the clubhouse. And, and, and in relation to all the par threes, I find that you're hitting a similar club yeah. on most of them, which is kind of a bummer. They I think some of that's not down. even related to design. Some of it's just how they – and they're, they're, they're starting to do a little bit better job of it, just, just getting more variety in the course day-to-day, moving the tees around. Uh, moving to the back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trigger Sally and say my favorite hole on the, on the back is 15. I think that doesn't trigger me. I thought you hated 15. Yeah, you hate 15. I think the back of 15 green is dumb. I think it's sweet. I don't hate 15 at all. 15 is so sick. <laughs> it's a hard hole. The, the swale pin's great. The front left pin's great. The, the front, front right, right is too, is like, it's just like two pin. Incredible. Like, it's comically challenging. I mean, I, 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 for again, for what this course is like supposed to be, that, that's a waste of green space, I think. 15 is one, I think, when you when you walk off 13 green, you're definitely looking at where 15, the, the pin is on 15. Cause if you're that, a veteran. If you're a veteran. Yeah. Randy's good at that. Randy will always kind of whisper over you know, did you see it's a 360 back, back yard hole that's on some days it's drivable and on some days you're hitting seven iron I've, I've stood on 15t more than once and ready good did you look at the pin on 15 no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> when i'm in a match with them so you're a scumbag uh so 15 my vote on the back but i think uh one i think the back nine like seven was my favorite on the front nine i don't know if it would crack my top five favorite like overall uh, I, I love the back nine. 15, I was going to say. I will um, – <clears throat> 17 we talked about. I think 17 is an, an awesome hole uh, just because of the variety. I'm going to say number 10 <laughs> just because it's, like, it's hard. It's, you know, the drive obviously captures your attention. Left is water, absolutely dead. You got, like, a hill right that you can kind of – kind of gives you a comfort that, that you can't – blow it too far right um oh, although i have hit it out oh. of bounds right uh but <laughs> usually my ball ends up on this like uh ground down cart path coquina <laughs> yeah and uh that you don't get relief from 
The green is is really unreceptive. The, the whole thing slopes from back to front, basically. Yeah, the, the or mounding front, front or front to back. Sorry, the mounding back. looks like it should really push the ball from the right. Uh, you should get a left kick off off the right mounds, but you really don't. Uh, <laughs> Which TC loves that. You can it, land it on the front of the green and take two bounces over, you know, fifty foot deep green, and not even come close to holding the green. It's, with a wedge. It's kind of like just like a fun house. But I would say that that whole, me play, as somebody, no, as someone who comes down from New York, like that whole sums up like, hey, you're at the beach. Like yeah. it, has, it has the visual, it's visually pleasing, it's intimidating. It's like, oh man, this is, this is really cool. I'm in Florida, basically. Yeah, that's what we hadn't really talked about, but the, the visuals of just the water and the, the coquina stuff palm that they trees. put in, the ground, like the palm trees, even in the ground is kind of like your cart, cart path bumpers. Um, yeah, the logo, the logo, the winds, everything just, it feels like you're at but, the beach. Yeah. And the water's all the way left. So you're, I mean, I'm thinking about the water on my second shot too. Like yeah. it's, it's I've hit many seconds. Bail out right if I have to, uh, but I do not want to mess with the water, uh, left. Neil? Uh, my favorite hole. Or sorry, Tron, I skipped yeah, you. Yeah, Um, God, I want to say 17. I want to say like 17's TC's alley. I'm going to make an ace on that hole. You, you claimed last year, but. Yeah. I'm gonna go with 13. I love 13. So it's a, it's a long, doesn't agree with me. Uh, long par five, about 570 from the tips, probably 545, 550 from the ups. Water, big lake, all down the left. Um, you got to hit a good. You got to just sack up and hit a good drive. Otherwise, you're in the kind of the shit on the right. You're laying up, and it's not an easy wedge shot into that green, especially if the pin is anywhere but but front. Uh, and then the back half of the green is like completely unfair, which is. Sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. I was <laughs> I was also gonna say thirteen. Um, I I like eighteen as well, uh, but thirteen because it's a, it's it's such a satisfying feeling if you walk off that hole with a a par or a birdie. I felt I feel like it's a really good. T- it's like man, I yes, I did, did it. it. You know, like I I hit it. You know, I hit it over. I didn't hit it in the water basically. On the second shot, you're hitting back back over the lake. Like you have to land it. 30 yards short of the green on the on, on the proper on the proper line on the left up on this hill and then hope you get the right but i think that's it's like it's asking you to hit like one step up and hit a good drive and two like all right here it is like you know that's a shot that if you pull off getting home in two there it's like sticks with you the rest of the day it's the, like man i i did that there's there's uh, probably 300 collective Jack's Beach rounds sitting at this table right now. And I kind of want to feel, I, I feel like I've finally realized like the prevailing wisdom of the par fives on the back nine is that they're three shot holes. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. The, the, the one <laughs> shot. I go for him in two, go ahead. But you're, you're going to hit in the water 80% of the time. Strong disagree. Well, Same no, I think on 13, it's, it's more like there's a plenty of space between the water and the green. Like to me, that's like getting it over the water on the second shot is like, you know, it's not as, uh, it's not as long as you as it looks. I I've guess. I've never gone for that green. I was gonna say for I would for like higher handicap players, thirteen is like just one of the dumbest holes. I think. <laughs> I, I like I, it. I, agree. I don't. I, I don't think it's dumb, that. but I think like DJ, it's like I've. It's firmly in my mind. Like just it is a three shot. You hole. can't like, take. Don't even you can't take all it. the, all the challenge or all. That's the, what I mean. They all, they pick know. their spots on some of the force carries like there. Uh, you know, like totally. I, I think the back of the green's dumb. Like I, I've, yeah, yeah the I think so many wedges the water like on off, the back is tough. Even yeah. from the gold tees, like thirteen, the play is just like blow it way right, just to avoid the water. 
hope you're not behind a tree and then punch out and then hit a wedge on. Like I, I don't. I think you have to like really play the right tee to like like lure you in to going forward in two. Otherwise, it just becomes like a there's if, if it's a three shot hole, there's not like any shot value in the first shot. So well, when we play the blues, I feel like there's like I have it on but my on my mind is like hit a good one because you can get there. Yeah, because I can get there. So but that's why I'm saying yeah. it's my favorite hole. Right. But I think 13 and 18 both have the drawback of if you hit it. If you hit an awesome shot to the center of the green, it's going off the back into the water, yeah. which is not a good vibe. Well, 18, I mean, shit, like, if you have a downwind, so if the, pin, if the wind's coming from the west, which I love when it's coming from the west because you, you're into the wind on 17, so you can hit drive, you can knock down a driver, and then 18 is straight downwind, and you're hitting, like, a 9-iron from 220. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. And, and, I was going to say, solid. I'm worried about going over the green. Any other favorite holes we need to talk about before we – I think Before we, need we to get talk into about 18. 18. I'm, yeah, so 17 I, is like legitimately my nemesis, and it's still probably like my favorite hole in the back. So like I am averaging. I just looked it up. I, <laughs> I've been keeping my stats, trying to improve uh, at Jack's Beach this year. I am averaging one penalty shot per round at, on the 17th <laughs> hole, meaning either, I either go OB or go in the water, average of one time. So I, my, my scoring average on 17 this year is 5.2. Just get it in that front line <laughs> bunker. You guys I can't do it. Any other I can't hole do it. That's tough. Other than 13 and 18. That's sick. Where a good <laughs> shot, a good shot is punished, I guess. Where uh, it's like you say hit again, a, a whole a other hole on the course where like a you know you're hitting, like a you hit the center of the green. I guess ten is a good example. There's fifteen. Some, yeah, there's some pins on three but and I, four. There's a way to play fifteen. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like sure. if the if, if the pins up on that top back yeah. shelf, you know you need to hit one that hits into that hill yes. and slows up. Whereas on 18, 10, like, I don't, I'm like, if I hit the front of 18 green, can't hit it close. I think even it's like going the, over the back. The best, like, am like college players that for a back pin on 15, you're the play is to the middle of that green. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just like totally. Pin. Yeah. Three. There's a couple pins in the front of that green that are on little knobs yeah. that are completely impossible. Four. If the pins back left on four, like you, you basically just have to take your medicine and go at the middle of the green. Which is kind of, you know, I like. Sad. I love something to be said for that. Yeah. I, there is. I, I think back left, that that hole is the best playing of any of the slopes on the course. The, number four. The I problem think. is sometimes they won't match up the pin with the wind. Yes, very often. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so so you'll get a or the you'll, tees. You'll get a wind yes. ripping from the south. Kind of wind that keeps the ball in the air. And then <laughs> yeah. a, a wind rip, takes it out of the air. Takes it out of the air. Ripping from the thing. south and put that pin on four. As far left and back as possible, right. so you you see so legitimately just can't even get it within thirty yards. And that's 30 where those are the days where it gets really, you know, from a vanity like I want my handicap to be as low as possible perspective. That's where you get frustrated that the the course rating is so easy. It's because you go out there, and it's like, dude, you go shoot seventy five yeah. out there, man. Yeah. That, it's that not course possible. Rating is based on a windless day, yes. and it never is. It's so if you play is. Jack's Beach on repeat, your handicap is going to go way up. Yeah, and they, they never adjust it either. Ever. Yeah. Playing conditions yeah. calculator has been a big fail out of this. Uh, All right, let's let's talk about eighteen, and then we'll we'll close it down. Stinks. Eighteen. My and to my be to be clear, average on eighteen for a while was like eight and a half. <laughs> for for anybody who does go out there now, who's never been there, the eighteenth hole used to be the eleventh hole, um, and eleven used to be eighteen, which was just a dead straight, almost a mirror, like dead dead copy of the current eleventh hole. They just ran right together, so they were deeply boring. Now it's a uh, risk reward is kind of the understatement of the year. Par five. Uh, that sorry, go on. No, it's just you know 
you have to hit a good tee shot, uh, water all down the right. So I've hit countless balls into the water. You hit one into the into the <laughs> storm drain, <laughs> thing, which uh, was one of the most remarkable yeah. accomplishments ever. That, a lot of people say that'll never be done again. <laughs> you can bail out left, but again, you're you're kind of in the sand with trees, and and it's not. Um, and not the easiest it's punch. Not out an either. easy. There's it's not big, really. Yeah, it's not an easy. There's layup. the big tree left of the tee box that keeps right. you from really blowing it into eleven fairway, which is what I would do every time if I could. So in my mind now, I play it as absolute three shot hole. Uh, sometimes when I get away with a drive that ends up on the right side of the fairway with a, a, a helping wind, I can at least like go towards the green in my second shot. Uh, but I've laid it up down 18 directly behind one of the big palm trees and I'm more or less screwed uh the 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 kind of the dogleg corner as the hole bends back right when it's firm and dry the ball will just keep running down that bank into the water so it, it shrinks the layup area uh on your second shot and then I mean you guys can speak to it more than I can the whole green complex is ridiculously hard yeah Sally, can you talk about how the the laws of physics don't really exist from that 18th fairway I, there's no like place to land your second shot uh well no but there the thing is there like there is there's like 30 yards but it doesn't but it's like the 30 it's yards not, disappear into a black hole when after you hit the shot and well, it runs over the green well, you also if have you a good chance of laying it in that bunker then you have a 60 yard bunker yeah. shot where you're gonna the shot hit it over the green. is to play for short of the green. Like you take less club and play short of the green, but there's not, there's no way to predict or or even estimate how it's going to bounce. Sure. So if you carry it, not even too far, if you hit a bad part of the slope, it can still go over the green and in the water. Your best hope is that it ends up short of the green. Still, I mean, your actual best hope is that it goes on the green, but the amount of the the you can't like exact that into happening, right? The, the, it's not like a risk-reward part of it. It's like a complete guess. And it, it makes it not worth the risk. Like if you were to design a strategy for the golf course, like in a tournament play, I think it's like a three-shot hole for basically everyone. My strategy now is to use the laser, gun the top of the that first bunker, and just hit, you know, if it's 180, I hit a six iron, which will go 185, and just, like you said, land it right there. And if I get the big kick, then it's up, near the fringe if I don't then I have a tricky chip but I think it's easier chip there than laying back by those palm trees in the middle of the fairway which we haven't pointed out one time I had 246 to the pin I hit six iron and went over the green into the water like I and since that's happened now all of a sudden I'm like dude I don't know what to hit because now I'll try to do the same thing I try to laser it and it's like okay 180 that bunker okay what should I hit like nine it's also worth noting now I'm short you don't realize until you walk up there it's like every time I play that that hole i don't realize the water on both sides of the green is a lot more in play oh, yeah. than it ever oh, yeah. crosses like your mind yeah you're like oh crap i just hit it how did, did i just really hit it in the water i wasn't even thinking about that if, if you if you hit get squirrely at all left or right so i'm gonna disagree with everybody that's cool okay. i think that's there's cool. way that's more cool. room over to the right i think I've had there's, no, funnel, room there's right. no room to no room no, right. no literally no, no room no right. right of that bunker if you land it right at that bunker, there's an upslope and a, and a little thing to, and, and a little get, slope to the left. If you get to pin high, it goes over that and into the water. Yeah, I've been so over that water. Right. Yeah, so don't get to pin high. You can't control the bounce. Yes, you can. <laughs> I've landed eight irons from 210 into that area that have gone over that green into the water without being able to control that bounce. That was downwind, probably with not much backspin on it. Like it's, it's a, 
I, I've, I've never had any problems with that hole. DC, listen, that, you're that's the ultimate. That's cool, you're, man. You're, yeah. No, there's. Other, I'm, I'm just saying, there's other holes out there that I, that I seem to always have. Like when I hit it in the water, especially over the green there, like it is my fault. It is. I feel like for sure. I feel like I've, I've either tugged it too far left or I hit it a little bit farther than not. Which is I'm where I think the line to. is. Like, yeah, of course I agree there. Like if, if I hit Speaking somewhere, it went in the wrong spot. Well. But. I, <laughs> Like, that's where it's like the line is so fine that it's, it's not worth it. That's and, the point. And it's, it's like going to take people – like, if you're just coming and playing at one time, good luck. Like, yeah. it, it's going to take you multiple, multiple rounds to figure out, like, the safety. But the problem the problem is that you get there and it's 18 and your match is on the line and it's like, like – uh, It's not fun two, to play it's 221. Like, what am I going to lay up? Like, yeah. what the hell? Uh, I think it's a sweet hole. I do think it, they could – I, I love could, it. Yeah, let me be clear. I love it. Yeah. They could take the bunker – that second bunker out. Up yes, there. I I agree. I think and make it a or little the first bit more. One. Take take yeah. one of the, one of those two bunkers because because part of it is just it's like a visual yeah line fuck. Before we wrap, I want to call out two things. One, my first impression of the place. God, it's awesome. They have boats and lifeguard stands and all kinds of targets on the range, which it is the best first impression ever. On the downside, I wish there was a a bit, and it sounds like they're working on this, a bit of a better vibe in the uh, the bar post post round. Sometimes it could be a little bit. More to come on that. Front. Yeah. More to come. So yeah, it's not a bad vibe. It's not a bad think. vibe, but it, it's a little hit or miss. Sometimes you know the food takes, and the, and the Rangers can get a little hostile. Sometimes. Yeah, Sally, you got charged what like seventy eight dollars for a, for a <laughs> Bloody Mary one. Thirty eight dollars for two margaritas. Which I think yeah, there was. Some I think they could have done more with the physical space, like opening it up to the range, and yeah, and they can still do some of that stuff. But but there is like a there's a stage. Kind there's of a stage. There's a golden there. tea in there. I but. think we absolutely need to at some point when the when this whole uh, we're recording this during quarantine. SZN. I don't know when we're actually going to roll these out, but uh, we got to do a live podcast in there at some yeah, point. Sure. It would be so. That's, so I guess fun. that's what I'm getting at. It feels like it has the potential to be criminally chill. Yes. And, uh, and the yes. the best yes. hangout in Jacksonville, in Jacksonville Beach. Yeah. Add in the putting, like connecting the ninth green to the putting green is going to be a big thing eventually. Um, just almost just getting through another year of like, like I think the city thought there was a catch to where like, yeah. whoa, is there an accounting error? Like, where's this extra four hundred something grand coming from? I was like, no, like that, like we made money, yeah. like and we need to use it. So, well, so that's uh, anybody else? That's that's Jacksonville Beach Golf Course. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good summation of it. I, I, I think that is. I want to give a shout out to go play fourteen. Too. Fourteen could be. That one could be so much better, in my opinion. That's, I agree. That, that's one of the holes that I look at, and I'm like, God, this is such a cool, cool spot on the property. Agree. There's one other thing I would mention anybody playing Jack's Beach, and that's to have fun. Of course. Oh, wow. That's the last rule. Do we want to mention Murph's Pool? Oh, and everything breaks to Murph's Pool. Oh, yeah. But we're not okay. going to tell you where Murph's, pool is. Where Murph's <laughs> pool is. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you for listening. Let's wrap. See you.